Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Have you assumed your show smart? I have a show smart? You have a show smart that you paste on. You're not doing it seconds before seconds before we go on. I get the real you before we go on. <laughs> I'm just excited to do the show. And then you have a friendly show smirk I'm you excited do. to do the show. I'm happy when we're doing the show. Aren't you excited to just be in a room with me? <laughs> Welcome to Face Smirk. I guess it depends. <laughs> <laughs> if the show is on, then yes. Uh, today is a bizarre day, Alice. You look cute again today. This is a nice look for you. No wonder people fall for you. Uh, exhausted and Worn down to nothing. Yeah, but I'm That's not wearing glasses, and you have makeup. Dark on. circles become me. I kind of yes, they do. You've actually you do have that. I do like that about you. That the more like the more in chaos you are, the more attractive you are. <laughs> but sometimes, okay. sometimes not. Sometimes not. Um. <clears throat> so so among other things, we're gonna get to the the. The missing jet, an F-35 went missing yesterday. The pilot ejected, and it just flew around, and nobody knows anything, and now it's found. It's in South Carolina, which we love, and we should move to someday. Um, B, um, um, let's start right here. I want to start right here, Alice, okay. right here. This, today's a bizarre day. So here's Ron the Sanctimonious today. Yeah. Okay. So I don't, did you guys hear the U.S. Senate just eliminated its dress code because you got this guy from Pennsylvania who's got a lot of problems. I mean, let's just be honest, like how he got elected. Well, I, I mean, he got elected because they didn't want the alternative, but um, he wears like sweatshirts and hoodies and shorts and that's his thing. So he would campaign in that, which is your prerogative, right? I mean, if that's what you want to do. But to show up in the United States Senate with that and not have the decency to put on proper attire, I think it's disrespectful to the body. And I think the fact that the Senate changed the rules to accommodate 
that um, you know, I think looks, speaks very poorly uh, to how they consider that. Look, we need this country, we need to be lifting up our standards in this country, not dumbing down our standards in this country. And this is an example why. So a little bit of, so a I, bit of messaging from the DeSantis people. Mm-hmm. Hey, they're, they're, they're writing him up now as human and fun, you know, fun. A good old z- yeah. zinger at uh, Fetterman. So now yeah, hold, delivery- on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Because we're, it's a larger point, okay. Stefan. So, okay. Fetterman. So now we've got Shecky DeSantis. They're writing for him to be more lovable, et cetera. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. It's a, it's a good line. Stuff he should be saying. Uh, he uh, he. The delivery he, with the asides in it is kind of Trumpy, actually. Well, it is, and he also hit Trump by saying it had to do with his opponent. Because in other words, his opponent was a Trump guy. Yada yada. Yeah, yeah. But also. So now this is quote tweeted by John Fetterman today. This is why today's a bizarre day. Who quote tweets, I dress like he campaigns, which is not a bad line. Mm -hmm. Obviously, these are teams of writers now working against each other. Neither principal is involved, really. Right. But not a bad line, but does not. So if the joke is that. DeSantis campaigns like a total effing mess. The jo- it's like a suicide joke. <laughs> right. It You've takes killed- down you and the person you're yes. attacking, supposedly. And now what makes it even more terrible is that Fetterman has decided has decided to make being Shecky Fetterman, his stock and trade, because that joke was not alone. Nate Silver this morning tweeted, starting a new political party for people who don't give a bleep either about how John Fetterman dresses or what Lauren Lauren Boebert does in a theater, to which Fetterman quote tweets, I dress like you predict. Yeah, you, you can't, How many times? Yeah, you does can't do it more than once. <laughs> That's the thing. If you do it more than once, it's starting to seem like um, the AI team has come up with something <laughs> they think is working. Just keep using it. Keep using it until we get through this news. Well, cycle. right. It's like when Marco Rubio got laughs from saying uh, Trump had small hands, and so then he started to use it as like his stump speech and do all these like sort of raunchy jokes about Trump during 2016. And well, it, like yes. at first it got attention, but then it was like it it was just he only well, had one trick. He had one trick and Trump almost literally challenged him to a penis contest showing <laughs> on stage. So if you're gonna do that with Trump, be prepared because he is willing to go anywhere. <clears throat> so Remember when he was gonna gently toss the DNA test to Liz Warren? Was he really? Remember, he said that in the Answer, debate. Maintain the peace with your brother. Just make do make the peace come. Um. Remember, he was saying Liz Warren should take a uh, DNA test if she's really Native American, mm-hmm. and he was calling her Pocahontas. And then he said, if he was debating her on the stage, he would gently toss her the DNA test. 
you know, not throw it hard so that people wouldn't say he was throwing things at women, but he would like yeah. ever so gently toss her the <laughs> DNA test. And then, like, somehow she let him troll her into actually taking a DNA test. <clears throat> oh, that was that all because of him? Yes. And the one that the Boston Globe worked with her to uh, to unveil, unveil as showing and, she was indeed Native American? And then the Native Americans were mad at her because... Native ancestry isn't proven by DNA tests. It's well, proven also, by like your records of the, tribal. But, but the Globe went with her and did the entire campaign for her, including a video that showed where they did a background of like her and her mama and how papa and how the Indian thing. This and, and then we were shown the results, and she was less Native American than ever. Right. That was talk about how does somebody get a second chance like her? God, the, the men. Wearing masks in cars in Massachusetts, and uh, 90% of the women are disgraces in this state. Absolutely. It's coincidental that you say that, because Morgan in the chat is talking about abolishing the 19th Amendment, actually. I'm for it. I'm for it. Uh, except for some... Uh, somebody... I guarantee you Morgan was a Lauren Boebert guy. I am late-stage Boebert. I didn't... I generally... It wasn't my thing. Yes, there's something intriguing about a woman threatening to bring a pistol into the Congress and, and all that stuff. But I am fully committed to Team Bobert now. She was on TMZ. Congresswoman, I know it's you know been a rough week. What has it been? Uh, you know, it's um, it's always hard whenever um, there's gravity put on the voters. I'm here to provide levity and lift burdens off of people. So anytime that they're carrying mine, it's something that. You know, kind of feel deep inside, but ultimately all future date nights have been canceled, and um, I learned date to nights. check party affiliations uh, before mm. you go on a date. Uh, but all wait, it, that's why we love her because mm -hmm. that's the problem. <laughs> the guy was a Democrat. I know he was a Democrat, but he also had his hands on her breasts, and she had his hands, uh, you know where. Yeah, don't do that with Democrats. You get what's well, coming. That the point is <laughs> <laughs> the that's point of that evening. Away. That she finds scandalous is the party affiliation. No handies for Democrats. Alice! <laughs> Sorry. All in all, um, you know, it was, uh, it was mostly a lovely time, and, you know, I've taken responsibility for my actions. Um, would love to know how the, the musical ended, and <laughs> I encourage people to go and see it. But, um, yeah, it, it was a great time back in the district seeing voters and... Uh, so how, how are the voters taking it? How are the voters taking it right now? Are they understanding at this moment? Yeah, there's a lot of folks who are certainly understanding, um, and they understand that it was a part of my... By the way, you know another reason I like her? Why? Apart from everything she showed me that evening. <laughs> okay, why? Is it like she's now on passing minute one with the paparazzi to talk about that evening with a big smile on her face just happily. Yeah, and no, like, real... No, she's no. There's no like victim stuff happening. She's this is this lady is growing on me, Alice. My personal life, my private time, something that I rarely indulge in, and uh, yeah. And when when you say affiliation, as far as knowing not to date the opposite side. Well, TMZ. I'm pretty sure you told the world I went on a date with a Democrat. <laughs> so, 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 so when when it comes like that, when those times when you when it. No, he he was he's a wonderful man, and it was um, it was it was a great time to uh, to go out and have dinner, enjoy part of a show, and uh, yeah, now it's back to work. We're here in DC. Get okay. And focusing nope. on. So is that is that date life? Is that over with him? 
because of some people say because he he had a drag bar or his his yeah no nothing nothing anything? to do with anything anybody reported but okay. honestly he's a private citizen and um, you know we we peacefully parted at this time uh, great man great friend and I wish him all the best. Okay, so what's next for you? What's next what's for next, me, man? What's we next got for a, you? We got a spending battle. We got all sorts of stuff going on. Uh, we got impeachment underway. Uh, I don't know how long we're going to be here. One week, three weeks, four weeks. I don't know. Uh, so I've, I've told my boys to, uh, you know, wait, wait for mom. And maybe if it's too long, I'll bring them out here and we'll enjoy DC together. All right, back to business, then. That's right. All right, thank Lots you so much, Carson. Um, a couple of things. One, it's notable that like it's so full of craziness in DC that TMZ is just parked there now and can make a living there. <laughs> and why yeah. wouldn't you? You've got people like Bobert, MTG, Matt Gates, um, Swalwell, uh, AOC. <clears throat> oh yeah, uh, this whole crew. <clears throat> there's like there's all sorts of good. That being said, I think it's really bad for our politics for our politicians to be celebrities well yeah but those days are over it doesn't matter now that you've got i mean first of all the, the cameras should be out of committee hearings cameras should be out of the the floor i mean it when you can fundraise out of viral moments now i mean you're gonna get all sorts of good viral moments there's no doubt about that <clears throat> but uh i mean it's not exactly true there there have been Famous politicians before. Uh, there's, there's no I doubt. I mean, the Kennedys were like the Kennedys, like Camelot. You got to think that, that, was that like... U.S. Grant was. Sally, go handle the piece, please. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you've got to think that um, U.S. Grant. You know, he's the kind of guy who went out in the town as well. You know, King Dingling. You know, and uh, the. Uh, Teddy Teddy Roosevelt was a uh, celeb, right, for uh, the uh, the Cuba stuff. Sure, like Rough Riders. And yeah, like yeah, that yeah, stuff. yeah. So, I mean, these people have celebrity without you know the, a good example of somebody who kind of wasn't would have been Lincoln, and also didn't look the part. He wasn't handsome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it like occurred to me just yesterday. <clears throat> just yesterday, well, somebody was saying something about my beard. Mm-hmm. Is it wait? Oh no, no, because we because there was somebody who looked like Lincoln next to us. Oh yeah, you kept saying that at surface. You never saw him. Guy was a dead ring. Talking about right, and I thought to myself, wow, you know what? That guy should probably have a Lincoln beard because he's kind of peculiar looking. And I thought maybe that's why Alice likes my beard too. I don't look like Lincoln. I never have. I thought mm-hmm. maybe that's. Maybe that's what beards are just something that men who need a drastic change <laughs> get. All right, so we want to do the uh, the airplane. Okay, yeah, tell missing. me about the missing airplane because I missed this today a bit. Okay. Um, the airplane. I mean, it's, it's Talk to me about the airplane. I will. I've got, I got some. This airplane, this F thirty five, goes missing. Okay. And the a uh, the pilot bails out. And the plane's, plane's just gone. Okay. And you wonder how exactly, how does this happen? I'm loving all the memes that come from it. 
But you got to wonder, like, how does this happen exactly? U.S. fighter stealth abilities appear to be working too well with authorities forced to ask the public for help finding the F-35 that went missing. Can you guys find the plane? We couldn't find the plane. Do you buy this? That this it happened? It is a stealth plane. The, but yeah. they're very visible, actually. They're stealth because they don't show up on radar, not because, like, people can't see The military them. officials ask the public for help. We can't find our plane. Can you look around <laughs> to see if there's a plane? Is there a plane anywhere around you? Like, it's just, it's just amazing. It's like, what, what do we do well then if we can't, if we can't find the plane? Why is this a year when we have hot air balloons and weird stuff happening on wildfires in Maui? And like, why? So the question is, I guess, what does the Biden administration do now to prove that they absolutely are not so ineffective and useless and incompetent that they just lose planes yeah. left and right? Because when they had the Chinese spy balloon fly over all the military bases in half the country and gather all this data, the they immediately oh started like shooting Mac down people's hobby balloons so that they could like prove cheese. that they were Ready very much taking the threat of stuff in our airspace very seriously. So they had to like shoot down a bunch of stuff to just show us right that we're- they we couldn't shoot anything because it would be harmful if something hit the ground then we shot everything right i mean uh, yeah you just wonder like when do we gonna start to do some things right again at all track down a missing f-35 fighter jet i mean they're asking the public for their help they say it disappeared somewhere over south carolina yesterday after the pilot ejected from the plane because of a mishap nbc news pentagon correspondent courtney QB is following this story for us. Courtney, this, I mean, sounds just so bizarre. This is one of the most advanced jets in the world. How does it sort of just disappear? Yeah, it doesn't just sound bizarre. Frankly, Morgan, it, it is bizarre. So you have something, this this aircraft, the F-35, it's known for its stealth capabilities. And basically what that means is an adversary has a difficult time knowing where it's flying or even if it's flying in their airspace at any given time. But that being said, there's also very sophisticated communications technique or equipment that is a part of this F-35. Supposedly, it was flying alongside another plane. Well, couldn't the other plane just follow it? You would think that would make sense, kind of. So it should be able to communicate. And also, it makes you wonder, what kind of mishap? Um, what kind of uh, was a, a demisexual 400-pound uh, trans man flying this plane? Because I don't know what the military is anymore. Well, and also, I mean, like, don't we have tracking equipment on our planes like so that we know where they are i would think so even if they don't show up on radar or whatever like don't we have be possible like i can find out where my cell phone is at any given time to like down to like which part of the house it's in but they don't have anything on planes and we're doing a pentagon spending uh debate here in this country right now and especially if that cell phone's worth 80 million dollars Nobody knows where it is. We can't tell. We can't tell. No, we can't tell. And all the stuff we left back in Afghanistan, and at the same time, Zelensky's coming to Washington D.C. tomorrow to charm everybody for more money. Back with wherever it's it's flying out of, wherever it, whether it's an aircraft tower or air control tower or the base that it flew out of, there should be a constant stream of communication. That's why this is so unusual. So as you said, a pilot was flying over South Carolina late yesterday when there was some sort of a mishap. The military is not telling us anything about that mis- what that mishap may have I been. I bet you they're not. The pilot was able to saf- safely eject. Uh, uh, I get the feeling uh, that was the mishap. The aircraft was taken to a hospital. I get the feeling that was a mishap. 
<laughs> the pilot ejected. You don't think that he was supposed to eject? Or she, or whatever? Uh, I don't know. If it's a she, definitely. It was definitely... No. But the aircraft, which may have been on some sort of an autopilot, kept flying. There's still no sign of it. It's important to point out, though, Morgan... If the Chinese hacked into that plane and... Flew it away. And ejected the person and flew it away, mm-hmm. do you think that we would find out about it from the Biden administration? Of course not. No. Because they knew about the hot air balloon, too. And they knew it was tracking us. And they lied to us the whole time. It was flying near a couple of lakes. So that seems to be one of the theories here is that maybe it went down in a lake. And that's why there wasn't any obvious sign of a crash here. And Courtney, just very quickly, can you put this into context for us? Has anything like this ever happened before? It has happened with civilian aircraft, but why this is, again, so unusual. There have been F-35 crashes, by the way, in the past. In fact, there was one out of the same area a few years ago. But that's very uncommon for this kind of advanced aircraft for something like this to happen, Morgan. All right. I mean, it's news Pentagon correspondent, Courtney Cuby. And I wonder, I assume that Jean-Pierre said nothing about it. He's out. Is Biden? No, Biden's in town, right? I'm not sure where he is right now. I mean, does it, it make that much difference whether he's there or not there, to be honest with you? Well, because she will be there. She, she'll, if he's on the road, she'll be on the road, which means no stand-up presser. Mm. But if he's back, so I don't see anything from her today, so it looks like she's not, she's not back here. But it is, it's just, like, remarkable. All of these things of different, of different types, etc. How is it? How is it that we're so haphazard? Like in every sense of in every sense of it. It's like everything Because actually a lot of people like really don't know what they're doing. Seems like all the people it's coming <laughs> to an apex. And yeah, I mean if you select against competence for long enough, then you're gonna end up with a mess. That's the problem. Right? And like I don't know. That's all I could think about when I was thinking about this um, this Ibram Kendi stuff. Did you follow this stuff too? No. Was that this morning that you've got? Well, it was yesterday that Ibram. Oh, we Kendi, didn't get to but it. We did didn't we? get to it yesterday. Is it video? We, no. Okay. Um, but basically, um, Ibram Kendi's anti-racist research center at BU. Yes. Um, has fired almost half its staff. They are uh, evolving to a fellowship model. I guess, which is why you hi- fire 45 people. Can you believe they had... Okay, so they, they didn't had a staff of 45. They uh, fired 15 to 20 out of the 45 people. Can you imagine 45 people working on anti-racism? Just all administrative stuff. Just, Just all th- under somebody who can't even define anti-racism no. or oh, racism. Beautiful. Um, so, but now it's evolving to a fellowship model. Dr. Kendi remains the director. Uh, we can confirm there were layoffs at the center. Vice President Rachel Lapel Cavallario told Fox News on Thursday. The university and the center are committed to working with and supporting affected employees as they look for their next opportunities, the statement read. But uh-oh, but staff who worked there, this is the Daily Mail, painted a far less diplomatic picture. Oh, no. Claiming you that resend this to me, William? Kendi was given too much power and no. that he mistreated those working for him. 
the center opened. You mean a dumbass <laughs> who doesn't know what he's doing and just gives prima donna tens of thousands of dollars, even though he doesn't know how definitions work. The center opened to BU during the turbulent summer of 2020 when America reckoned with nationwide protests over the police killing of George Floyd. Uh, some former and current staff told the Boston Globe that the center had been poorly managed by Kendi. I don't see how that's possible. The former assistant director of narrative at the center, Saida Grundy. Can you, what job title is that? What is the, <laughs> assist, the assistant director of narrative? What does that job do? Um, it's hard to say. <laughs> I mean, it has director in it. That sounds important. Assistant director of narrative. Uh, Saida Grundy said the center lacked structure and the culture was exploitative as she was asked to work unreasonable hours. I'm pretty sure that in the normal world, if your job title says director or assistant director of anything, that you have to work unreasonable hours. Does that not seem accurate? It seems accurate. Have you ever known anybody who had the word director in their title who wasn't expected to just work whatever hours you had to work? Uh, no. I mean... But maybe directors of narratives are different. Maybe their hours work <laughs> You talked about the importance of I'm defining sure. racism. But I but I unless I missed it, which is possible. I don't I didn't hear your personal definition. Is there is there one that you would offer us? Like how do you define racism? Sure. So racism, I would define it um, as a collection uh, of racist policies that lead to racial inequity that are substantiated by racist ideas. <laughs> sure. A, a collection uh, of racist policies that lead to racial inequity that are substantiated by racist ideas. And anti-racism is a pretty simple using the same terms. Anti-racism is a collection of anti-racist policies leading to racial, anybody want to take a guess? Equity that are substantiated by anti-racist ideas. Oh, <laughs> right. It's like one of those moments when all the people in the room are like total emperor's new clothes. Like, How much money is, did we give him? Are we dumb? Am I dumb? Or is everybody else here dumb? Am I the only one who noticed that he didn't actually define Imagine anything? the inner monologue. Yeah. Am I the only one who noticed? Him? Does everybody else here know what an assistant director of narrative does? That Why does he need so much money for one of these people? <laughs> Is it possibly is it possible we've effed up big time <laughs> and given this moron a gift that we shouldn't be doing? Then President of BU Robert A. Brown said at the time that Kendi's leadership would create a critical emphasis on research and policy to help eliminate racism in our country. Kendi's hiring announcement was followed. Here we go. Here's why the reason why we put Kendi in charge of forty five people at BU to solve racism with assistant directors of narratives and stuff by the way i'm looking just looking at this ibram x candy the the center for anti-research mm -hmm. there actually is a um assistant director of narrative who was mr philippe copeland and there's monica wang the associate director of narrative oh yes there's two there are many layers in the wow. narrative directors wow um 
So, but here we go. Here's the reason why this happened. Kendi's hiring announcement was followed by a flood of donations to BU to support the center and Kendi's work, including a 1.5 million three-year gift from the biotech company Vertex and a 10 million dollar donation from Twitter founder Jack Dorsey later that summer. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A few months later, the Rockefeller Foundation donated $1.5 million over two years to help fund the center's COVID-19 racial data tracker. How's that going now, by the way, for two years? Let me guess. Was Um, there racism? Yeah. Uh... So, yeah, so stuff's not going well. But somehow, people keep hiring this guy to do stuff. Also, ironically announced this week, um, ESPN is uh, featuring Ibram Kendi in a new TV show with multiple episodes about racism in sports. A major TV streaming service's new original show... You never see any rich black people in sports. That's one thing I've noticed. No, yeah. Um... A new original show featuring anti-racist writer and professor Ibram Kendi promises to expose racism in sports. Skin in the Game with Dr. Ibram X. Kendi will debut on ESPN Plus on September 20th, according to a news release from the network. The series delves into and challenges racism in the sports world and will reveal how pervasive racism is in sports. Kendi, a Boston University professor who has not published an academic paper in at least four years, argued in his book How to Be an Anti-Racist that if discrimination is creating equity then it is anti-racist, and if discrimination is creating inequity, then it is racist. In 2022, Netflix cut two of its planned shows based on Kendi's work, including a cartoon series that drew from the anti-racist baby book. ESPN stated in its release that Kendi will offer analysis, athlete profiles, and robust roundtable discussions with athletes, academics, and journalists. Each episode dives deeply into the history, statistics, and notable moments behind the racist norms we accept today. Do we think Ibram Kendi knows anything about sports? No, I think he's a dumb. The first season's episodes will feature sports stars advancing social justice, analyze the burdens of being a black female athlete, and explore racism in sports media. Kendi, who popularized the term anti-racism, blah, blah, blah. This is about his books. And uh, it you know goes on about this stuff. But, I mean, like, how are people still paying this guy to do stuff like this. How is I, uh, ESPN paying I, I, him to... Well, they've paid a lot of people who are, who are dumb. I, I I don't know why anybody... I mean, he's a dummy. What do you want to say? The guy is... Sometimes they're just dummies. And he's one of them. 
he t- <laughs> it's such make pretend stuff it's that's such it really is that said uh if they're hiring for a new director of narrative i am you're available i am available and i also see racism in covid mm-hmm. <sighs> so anyway that's what's up with ibram kendi um, that's great that you- makes me so happy did you um, see this Chicago mayor thing? He's announced so Walmart and Whole Foods are closing stores in Chicago. They're creating food deserts. Oh yes, they're, they're creating their own their state-run because, store. Like we talked about yesterday, when you allow rampant shoplifting to clean out stores and enrich career criminals. You actually hurt the people just trying to shop at the store for stuff that they need for their families. You know, like we talked about yesterday. So some of these companies have now decided that constantly losing money is like not going to work for them anymore in places like Chicago. So Chicago is now exploring a city-owned grocery store after several closed in the past year, citing millions in annual losses. The new Chicago mayor, Brandon Johnson, somehow, I don't know how they found in Chicago somebody worse than Lori Lightfoot. Is it, how do cities keep doing this? I don't know, but they're doing it. I mean, at least like Eric Adams in New York, I mean, he's an idiot too, but like at least he, at least he like sort of isn't, you don't get the wacko progressive vibe from him. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he is too, obviously, but he's sort of like the slightly more normal one out of the politicians there. Like he's not Bill de Blasio, whose daughter is like throwing Molotov cocktails or whatever she's doing at the George Floyd protests, right? Like he, he's like slightly, at least he likes cops kind of or whatever. But, um, but Chicago just like, did cities keep like finding crazier people to run them? Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson announced last week that his administration is exploring a city-owned grocery store as a means of promoting equitable access to food. Though the plan has drawn criticism from skeptics of government-owned and operated stores, Chicago would become the first major U.S. city to implement a municipally-owned grocery store to address food inequity, the mayor's office said in a release. Oh, that Johnson, should go wonderfully. <laughs> Johnson's office They'll said Wednesday... They'll need a director of narrative, absolutely. <laughs> Johnson's office said Wednesday that it's working with the Economic Security Project, a nonprofit group, on a feasibility study that will help inform the Johnson administration's emerging food retail strategy, which will receive input from experts, community leaders, in Chicago's Food Equity Council. All Chicagoans deserve to live near convenient, affordable, healthy healthy grocery options. Do you know how that happens? Um, Is you don't let criminals rob the healthy, affordable, convenient grocery options blind. Exactly. And so, yeah, right. Because victimless crimes aren't really The city has set the price of all goods at zero. Right. (laughs) It's going to be like the Amazon stores where you go in and then you just walk out with stuff and you don't have to pay, except they're not going to track what you take with you to charge you. It's just going to be... Because you've spent millions of dollars having uh, empty heads like Ibram Kendi tell you what you need to do. To be a better ally. So you're all stuck in your own suck fest. Congratulations. All Chicagoans deserve to live near convenient, affordable, healthy grocery options. We know that access to grocery stores is already a challenge for many residents, especially on the south and west sides, Johnson said. My administration is committed to advancing innovative, whole-of-government approaches. Holistic? 
whole-of-government approaches to address these inequities. I'm proud to work alongside partners, in this case, to take this step in envisioning what a municipally-owned grocery store in Chicago could look like. Good luck with that. That is The mayor's office added that historic disinvestment has led to inequitable access to food retail across Chicago. No, (laughs) morons like you have led to inequitable access to everything good in this country for a long time. And these existing inequities have been exacerbated as at least six grocery stores have closed on the south and west sides over the past two years. Will any of these people ever take blame for anything? No. Of course it's, not. It's like in why, it, it, the inequities, the grocery yeah, stores were racist. None of that. They Lord closed- Lightfoot's got a gig at Harvard now making a <laughs> leap load of money. <laughs> they closed all the grocery stores t- because they're racist and they wanted to take food yes. away from black people. Right. That's what happened. It cited data from the U.S. Department of Agriculture that estimated that 63% of residents in West Englewood and 52% of East Garfield Park live more than a half a mile from their nearest grocery store. It added that food access and security link directly to the environmental and racial justice. 37% of black residents and 29% of Latinx residents are food insecure compared to just 19% of residents overall. Mm Maybe you should start policing some of the neighborhoods where the black and Latinx residents live to make sure that the stores there can be profitable so that they can have food to eat, too, like everybody else. Mm -hmm. Because you're not doing them any favors. Yes, of course not. This is wonderful. This is a happy story. A lot of happy (laughs) stories here today. Several big name grocery stores have been among those have closed. Whole Foods closed a store on the south side. After it opened in an area that was considered to be a food desert, Walmart announced the closure of three stores in Chicago's south and west side neighborhoods this April, in addition to one store in the more affluent north side after years of challenges with profitability, despite investing in upgrades to the facilities. Those closures occurred after Walmart CEO Doug McMillan warned in December that its stores were grappling with shoplifting to a degree that if it's not corrected over time, prices will be higher and stores will close. Seems like they told you what was going to happen. The simplest explanation is that collectively our Chicago stores have not been profitable since we opened the first one 17 years ago. They can't turn a profit in the city of Chicago. These stores lose tens of millions of dollars a year and their annual losses nearly doubled in the last five years, Walmart wrote in a post announcing the closures. The remaining four Chicago stores continue to face the same difficulties, but we think this decision gives us the best chance to keep them open and serving the community. (laughs) Since then, crime has not abated in the Windy City. After his election, Mayor Johnson Allies proposed a budget that cut funds from the Chicago Police Department. Very smart. Disinvestment. Very smart. Johnson has pledged not to cut the city's police budget. The mayor's office said in a release that it... it, And also, the sanctuary city status has them absolutely overwhelmed with illegals. Oh, yeah. And the people in the neighborhoods are having enough of it. They're not having it anymore. It's wonderful. This is what Democrats do. Congratulations. You've reaped what you've sown. So they're going to have their new free grocery store, and they also last week announced a projected budget gap of $538 million for the upcoming uh, 2024 fiscal year. Beautiful. I'm all for it. Can, I, can we uh, continue with our um, with our hot elected officials? Um, sure, theme? go ahead. <clears throat> Locally, state uh, rep... She might, is she a state senator now? Diana uh, Deanna who we obviously love because she was the rep. <laughs> she was when she was an aide in 2011. They caught her after a late night party, um, after a budget party. They caught her making out with 
uh, another dude. Um, she said she and state rep Mark Cusack were caught in the chamber alone by a court officer. And it, there was all sorts of rumors about exactly what was happening. Anyway, he was hooking up. They were hooking up. So um, so eventually she got like non-disclosured out. It should, but the first things you should know before this is Alice, is she attractive? Um, I, off the top of my head, I don't know what she looks like, to be honest. Do you think we'd be talking about this if she was not? <laughs> okay. I'm sure you think yes. she's attractive. In 2011, she was an absolute smoke show. She is, she is very attractive. I did meet her a couple of years mm-hmm. ago and we had like a lunch chat. Um, uh, and she's a v- actually very nice and I like her very much. And actually what she's doing at the state house with this transparency stuff, mm-hmm. because she got like silenced, had to sign a non-disclosure, Meanwhile, like the the people are sexually harassing her, obviously, you know the the in the state house, and they just like swept broomed her. So she then ran to be a state rep and won and started you know pushing back on some of the stuff, which is a good thing. So I I do like her, okay, very much so. But the important thing for us here is that she and I didn't know this about her. Mm-hmm. All I know that she was attractive and Italian, and and and. And so you endorse? I endorse, absolutely. She actually, Boston Public Radio today aired Diane Zizoglio's song, My Voice, that she exclusively wrote and recorded for Boston Public Radio about feeling silenced in politics. How many producers took part in making this song? Do we Probably think? 60. <laughs> I don't know anything about this song yet. Okay. So we'll see. It's usually these ideas are disastrous. And for her to be performing her own song and singing it. But then again, she's a risk taker, obviously. So here we go. Some people think that holding power makes them strong. But it's in our neighborhoods to which that power should belong. We have a chance to change some of the crazy ways people have been oppressed. Uh, We can't miss this moment. We won't miss this chance. Gonna give it our best. This is the time for the people to be heard. This is the time for our faith to be restored. This is the time for us to rise up in unity. To say we won't back down. We're gonna stand our ground. First of all, she can sing. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. She can sing. That first that first line was a little painful to jam in the powerful, you know, it's a little literal. Oh, this so, her the sing, oppressed. The oppressed is So I don't see how it says about feeling silenced in politics. It sounds like a hope and inspirational uh, song. It does sound like a little bit AI, but mm-hmm. the person singing is very pretty. So I'm giving this all she gets a full pass. tens across the board.
right now. <laughs> All the day am I. We're honestly like best disinfected. (laughs) We're honestly not that far away from doing like American Idol style talent competitions as a part of our oh, it's only a matter of time debates. Like the next open Democrat primary probably will have that. Like imagine oh yes, of course you know they'll give each person like a team of songwriters and stuff Mm -hmm. like the way they do on Dancing with the Stars. Some will be some who can't like handle the thing will just be auto tuned. Yeah. What I would love is to see the video of Jim having to, because it was on Jim and Marjorie, mm-hmm. Jim... Having to keep a straight face oh, during yeah, all this. Because he must have been saying, oh my God, somebody <laughs> shoot me, please, please. I love Jim, too. But, oh, man. Oh, God, I can imagine. I can imagine. But, um, so this is what I want to say about that. Okay, Diana, you were also... Hooking up with a dude in the room with security and the sacred cod and stuff. So, like, what? Obviously, Beacon Hill uh, doesn't handle anything well. Look at the former president of the Senate's boyfriend. I mean, this is a, a place where everybody's doing CYA constantly. But also, Diana, you were hooking up in the well of the the. <laughs> the house there in the in in the capitol building so it's not as if i mean somebody just started sexually harassing you we've progressed a lot since then now that now we're all sex positive and yeah but i don't know where she gets a song it's like great to hook up in the middle of the chambers i guess yeah no she gets a song i'm telling you we're not that far away like a lot of politicians will do little jingles and stuff sometimes especially here's the, the point about the song local ones remember vote for tito jackson oh yeah, yeah. but here's my feeling about the song action. is that one guy did cya and did what he could to protect himself um using you know allies in beacon hill one person got bullied and pushed around and NDA'd and now has to write songs about it. It's like With he, the help of our taxpayer-funded, you know, producers at WBUR. Well, right. But, but my feeling is this, mm-hmm. is that the real lesson is a good way to beat the boys is to be the boys. You know, so I think the lesson is if you're a woman in somebody's, in your... Yeah, hooking up with somebody and suddenly you're getting pushed around by the establishment is to raise hell and drop bombs which she did a few years later but not at the time that's the lesson it's the same way with women like getting getting the pay deal you know the pay thing it's like women are pleasers don't always be a pleaser learn to take the shiv out when you need to mm-hmm. it's just an it's an important thing alice what is the hot sauce that would be Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. Uh, they bring us, of course, the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline, where you can leave a chat chat message for the show. Are you ready? I'm so ready. BBP. Burn Barrel Podcast. I was in a car wash. Dot six two two. Okay. 
couple of name ideas. Oh. Okay. How about for the young link? Prosper. Ooh. Prosper Shattuck. Well, it's very old English, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's got the ring of, like, the guy who owns, like, a furniture company. I don't know. Very old-fashioned. Yes, and it'll be ironic, too, considering mm-hmm. he'll be poor. And then, for the listeners, Shatifa. <laughs> Thoughts, else? It's good. I like it. I don't know that she likes it. And I don't else, love Shat as just a syllable by itself inserted into things. My that last name is very problematic <laughs> in many ways, and almost problematic in a lot of ways. It's got Shat. It's got T U C K at the end. A lot of doesn't take much to do a lot of damage there. Uh, this is an anonymous, Alice. Are you ready? Ready. Even if there's nothing going on with her, Tom. I believe that we should have a daily Lauren Boebert segment. We, we've had the rest of the show's history. Because when you look that good and you do those things in a movie theater, you should be allowed to have a segment on a daily basis. Thank you. I'm right there with you. I have been charmed. I was not a Boebert guy whatsoever. I belong to Nancy Mason. Who are my other ones? The ones in the Nancy Mason You're mold. like Christy Nome? No, I'm exactly. Those are mine. She's kind of crazy eyes, though. Oh, is that the one? Lewandowski's? Yeah. He's yeah. he's never had sex with all of my crushes. We talked about it like a couple years ago, and she said it was like a disgusting lie and all this stuff. And right. like it's basically like all but confirmed now. And that the, and him, Hope Hicks, Hope Hicks, that is unforgivable. That said, I am friendly with Corey and bastard. I saw mean, saw him at the Mass GOP convention in 2022. The guys apparently, I assume that he's like. What I women, didn't sleep with him though. What women still time else. Don't worry. What <laughs> women feel excited about around him is that he's frenetic. Like anything could happen with that guy at any second. And I think some women are probably like, "Oh, this is interesting." Kind of has like angry short guy energy. But he's not short, is he? Yeah, he kind of is. I think. Is he? Remember he pushed around. Um, who was that woman? Um. Very- oh yes. Um. Something um, Field? Is no, that, what, no um, yes, Michelle Fields, Michelle who Fields. I used to love as well. God, I'm pathetic, Alice. But she's beautiful, too. Uh, yeah, and we had to all pretend she had, like, bruises on her arm. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Ben Shapiro was defending her. Yeah, I think we we um, we debated him, Shapiro, on Herald Radio at the time. I think. Maybe it didn't happen. This is before he really took off. Um, here we go, Alice. Uh this one's entitled Wally, about my new friend, mm-hmm. Wally. Picking up a stranger and giving Correct. them a ride? Yes. How are you not in a thousand pieces <laughs> in your trunk right now? Wally's a nice guy. Plays the guitar out in the front porch. He's a good guy. I'm a good judge of character. If my mother were alive, Tom, she would have been throwing holy water on you and asking <laughs> God for forgiveness. <laughs> I didn't. I don't. Was is holy water kept in houses? Is that how you that works? Can. Normally, I don't know about other traditions. Like I, I'm guessing Steve weighs in a lot about Italian stuff, so I'm assuming he's Catholic. Profile but, him, Alice. Well, he's just given us lots of good information about like Italian food for the other show. Um, so I'm assuming he's Catholic, but I'm not sure. But um, in the Orthodox tradition, um, at the Theophany, which is the Feast of Christ's Baptism in the Jordan River, where Christ transforms the waters of the world. 
Um, they give you holy water to take home. Oh, very nice. The so theophany. You can have some. The theophany or the epiphany. Yes. Hey, Tom. Hey, Alice. This is Al over in New Hampshire. Hi, Al. Hey, you know, I think what we see today is just how messed up the Biden administration is. When you lose an F-35 jet, <laughs> yep. when your pilot bails out and we can't find the plane, yep. a $9 billion plane, <laughs> yeah. that is really the one thing you should cover up. Yeah, great Let's point. Let's keep that out of the news. Because you have every one of our enemies looking for it or possibly owning it yeah. right now. But that you should cover up. Have a good day. Bye. Thanks, Al. Yeah. That was, yeah, there was a rumor it's going around true. earlier today that they'd flown it into one of these Chinese spy bases yeah. in but Cuba. But instead, they're like, all points bulletin. We have lost a plane. Has anyone seen a plane? If you've seen it, please. By the way, Al sounded like a, a younger Eddie Andelman. I sounded like a younger. Al. Hey, Tom. Hey, Alice. This oh, is Al, Al over in New Hampshire. Oh, okay. You sounded like Eddie Andelman there. I like that. I Thanks, you were Al. Saying I gonna... did. I was... No, no, Alice. You don't sound like Eddie Andelman. <laughs> I was very as much surprised. of an Eddie fan as I am, that, that would be problematic for us. <laughs> so let me get this straight. Hey, Tim. Tom's excited because he gave Wally a ride home. Yes. A gentleman who hasn't lived in the area for quite some time. Correct. I think we all know what that means. Incarceration. <laughs> I think that's possible. Yeah. Yeah, I'm judging. I'm also questioning Tom's judgment. Uh, was it really a good idea to give that guy a ride home? You know, you're never going to lose him now. He's going to be looking for you. He's going to be name dropping. Your new best Probably- friend. No, l- listen, Tim. I believe me. This is why I instinctively at first said, uh, "No, I don't live around here," and I wanted nothing to do with it. I, I, I could run through my mind all the possible problems of this happening. I'm believe proud me. of you for doing something. Thank nice. you, Al. That's so nice of you to say. You see that? I think I did the Christian thing. I think you did, too. They're going to stop by the house at some point. I don't think so. I mean, w- what's next? You guys planning a family vacation to Haiti? Maybe what? eat some, like, you know, month-expired shellfish just to see what happens? <laughs> Come on, Shattuck. <laughs> you get a family to care for. Don't be doing that stupid stuff. First of all, is the suggestion that Wally's from Haiti or is it just that eating food in Haiti is not safe? Is there a- I think there's lots of stuff that's not safe in Haiti. It's not where I even imagined it was going with Remember that. when Trump said bleep whole countries, Conan O'Brien had to do like 50 shows from Haiti mm-hmm. just to show, you know. We know what he means by that. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Um, as you can tell, I have caught up on putting up all the videos. So all the videos are now on YouTube and Rumble. If you like to watch that way, they're there. Um, as always, you can go to burnbarrelpodcast.com and um, there's links to all the different like places to listen on various podcast apps, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, all fun places. Um, and of course, if you like to watch the live streams and stuff, patreon.com slash burnbarrel. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.